Well, hello again, and welcome to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I'm Nurse Mo, and this is episode 179. And today we are talking about the ATITs with our sponsor for this episode, ATI. Now, before we dive into that, let's take a quick moment for our listener shout out. And this one goes out to Michaela, who says, I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do. I'm currently working as a phlebotomist, getting my feet wet while working on the last of my prereqs. I have heard such horror stories about nursing school. Finding your blog and podcasts makes me feel like I'm not behind before I start. I enjoy the wide range of topics you discuss, and as a type A personality, I like your tips on time management and different clinical experiences. I believe there's no such thing as being overprepared. Listening to the podcast makes me feel like my dream of being a nurse isn't so far-fetched. Thank you so much, Michaela, for sharing that, and I want to wish you all the best on your journey to become a nurse. So if you are thinking about nursing school or in the process of applying, this episode is for you. So today I will be breaking down the ATITs exam with an ATI expert. I am joined here on the podcast today by Tammy Kelly. So Tammy, say a quick hello and share with us what your role is with ATI. Uh, hello, this is Tammy Kelly. I'm glad to be speaking with you. It's a lot of pressure as an expert, kind of. Um, <laughs> but I've been with ATI for, gosh, 12, 13 years. And my role currently is on the admission side for ATI. And we do this lovely exam called the ATITs. And that is in my area um, uh, of expertise within ATI. Okay, excellent, excellent. So yes, we're talking all about the T's exam today, you guys. And what I did was I received some really good questions from students about the ATIT's exam. So Tammy and I are going to go through those so you can be really sure that you're getting the most reliable, the most accurate information about this really crucial exam. And I want you to listen all the way to the end where Tammy is going to put me through some paces, put me through some ATIT's exam questions, and we've got a really great discount to share with you as well. So before we dive into those specific questions, Tammy, can you briefly tell us what the ATIT's exam is, just in case anyone is listening who might just be starting this whole nursing school process. Okay, so the ATIT's is actually the test of essential academic skills, and it was designed to evaluate a student's preparedness for nursing or allied health school. And it's broken up into four different sections. You have a reading section, which has 53 questions and it's 64 minutes. You have a mathematics section, which is 36 questions and 54 minutes to complete. The science section, 53 53 questions, 63 minutes to complete. And the English and language usage section, which is 28 questions, and you've got 28 minutes to complete that. Wow. I took it so long ago that... I just had flashbacks of that exam when you were talking about it. Okay, so one of the questions I get the most often about the T's exam is why? Why do schools even require an 
entrance exam and why are they using the ATITs so much? Okay, so the ATITs is there to help schools make decisions on candidates. And they are getting, and especially right now, they are infiltrated with candidates. So they need something that is measurable across the board that can help them decide which students probably are going to do well in nursing school. And we do have research on our test that that students who do well on the T's typically do well their first year of nursing school. So it is an important test. We This is one of our first tests we've ever created. So even when I started with ATI, you know, to how many years? I say 13, it's probably more. This was one of our original tests. So we have tons and tons of data that have that has helped us, you know, determine kind of help schools determine the cut scores on students and help them take them to the next step on determining um, admissions criteria for uh, admissions into nursing school and allied health school. So this is just one piece. Schools should not be using it solely as their sole admissions criteria, but it just helps them cut it down a bit further. Okay, got it. Very, very good. Thank you for that. Because, yeah, students, you know, they have to jump through a lot of hoops. I tell them, get used to it because nursing school is a lot of hoops. But this exam really does kind of test. And it gets those those students in there that are more likely to be successful because they have a limited number of spots and they really want to graduate these students because we desperately need nurses. So this is just a really great first step in that whole process. And it's really expensive for a school. If they lose a student, if a student gets in and, and they're not successful and they drop out of the program, that's a that's a revenue loss. They're not they're not filling that seat again right. in that exactly. cohort. Right. So yes, exactly. That's why this is so important. Yes. Okay, so I took the T's exam, you know, a, you know, a while back, let's just say that. So when I took it, it was pencil on paper. I imagine it's probably changed a bit since then. Can you tell us a little bit about what that testing experience is like, you know, remote, online, testing center? How does it look these days? Yeah, we, we've got a bunch of different options. COVID just changed everything, you mm-hmm. know. So what we have now currently is you can test through ATI and that is only through remote. So, so using an ATI proctor, it's same test wherever you take it. So, so it doesn't matter where you're taking it. Um, it is the same test, but we do have options. So we have ATI remote proctoring where ATI is actually proctoring the test. And then we have schools who are proctoring the test and they have two, two different ways you can go in person. So live on campus at a school or uh, remote proctoring. And, and remote proctoring seems to be winning out on, on all, all sides. Uh, the number of live tests are still remaining pretty low. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when that'll start popping back up. But, but most likely, a student's going to take a remote exam right now. Okay, with proctored on their home computer. Yep. Okay, and then there is, a, there is another option through PSI testing centers, and they are live. So if a student really wants a live exam, Mm-hmm. PSAI is offering a live exam. Okay, that's so, a good so choice because, you know, some students may have, you know, a bunch of kids running around. It's not the best testing environment. So it's good to know that there could be an option for them to go to a place yep. where they can take that or maybe their internet's not super reliable, et cetera. So that's really, really good to know. Okay, you talked a little bit about kind of the four sections of the exam. 
Can you reveal anything about the format of it? Is it multiple choice, short answer, essay, a mixture? What can students expect? Um, Currently, it is all multiple choice. Uh, We are working on a new version of the tease, and that may be changing just a little bit. Not a ton, but we will start going to... um, uh, select all that apply questions. Oh, so, students love those. <laughs> oh, the students, pre-nursing students get used to it because that's, they do. that's all you're going to get in nursing and allied health school. But, yeah. And, and that's yeah. the NCLEX. Yeah, so, I was going to say, and at the bedside, there's never just four choices, you guys. There's about 500 things that you have to think through. So you're selecting all that apply in real life all the time. So it's good prep. I love that. Yeah. So, so currently, and then the new T7, we are planning on launching that in June of 2022. Okay, very good to know. Okay, so something that somebody asked about the T's, which I thought was interesting, was, I guess there's this rumor, I don't know, student perception that it's harder than the HESI exam. And the HESI exam, you guys, is another kind of entrance requirement exam. Can you speak to that at all? Yeah, no, I've never personally taken the exam. I don't think we've done a formal evaluation of the mm-hmm. exam. I've seen student comments that the HESI is easier than the T's, but students don't get a choice. It's the school's choice whether they give the HESI or the T's. So, right. so unfortunately, you can't say I want to take the HESI unless the school accepts right. it. But I think there's a benefit to it being more rigorous, wouldn't you say? I mean, I know students might not realize that, but I think there is a benefit to taking an exam that's really going to test your ability to be successful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And just the preparation alone. I mean, I think that's part of why students are successful is because they are reviewing, they are, you know, getting that background and getting ramped up to actually start school. So, so absolutely. And, and they're not getting rid of us. ATI is just the the tease is just the first step of ATI in nursing school. We, we, we have a lot of tests for you coming up in a lot of our schools. Yes, they're coming up, you guys. So what Tammy is talking about is if a school uses ATI for their entrance exam, they are most likely using it as an exit as well, which means you get to take ATI tests all throughout school. And I have to say, they prepared me for the NCLEX like nothing else. So I'm a huge, huge fan about yeah. that. Um, and they're okay. all aligned. So, so yes, teams is taking pieces, you know, we know what's coming up on fundamentals. So it's just that they're all work together. Yes, so that's, yes. that's the other piece of the puzzle. Yes. It, it really, it does. It just all works so well. So let's talk about preparing for the T's exam. Students had a lot of questions about this. And one of the questions that comes up a lot, which I understand students are busy, is how much time, like how long should it take to prep for this exam? How far in advance should someone start looking at studying specifically for it? So our research has shown that students are most successful if they take about six weeks. So there's a lot of Mm -hmm. material to go through, Mm -hmm. you know, and just just really taking the time to go through the study manual or through our smart prep program. It takes you about six weeks to to go through it. And, you know, when you think about doing uh, some practice questions, you're not just practicing taking questions. You should take the time when you're studying, take the time to look up terms, look at right and wrong answers, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure you know that information. If you're really doing that, it should take you about six weeks to study. 
Okay, that is excellent, excellent, good tip. Um, all right, then. So as for studying, I see a lot of students, they ask me, they ask each other about various third-party tease prep materials. And can you talk a little bit about why that might not be the best option and what to use instead? Well, we've done a lot of evaluation of, you know, third-party prep materials and Mm -hmm. some are, some are good and some are not so good. Uh, One thing that, that I tell students to, to be wary of are, are companies that are providing a lot of free tests, free material. There's a reason why they're free. Um, Mm -hmm. Developing test questions take a lot of time if you're doing them correctly. They should be measurable. They should go through multiple reviews. I mean, I can't tell you how many people touch our questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's always where it's good to do, you know, kind of do some practice but don't use that as your sole study material uh, free. You know, I see a lot of things on Quizlet that mm-hmm. are okay, but but certainly have some some flaws with it. And really don't get into deep learning either. You know, you're kind of just touching the surface right. yeah. of studying. And absolutely. And Quizlet is not vetted. I mean, anybody can put anything on there. So I would always encourage students to use with caution anytime they're using something like that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and what, you know, of course I'm biased. What I recommend is is our materials because we do have the blueprint for the test. We've created the test and we align all of our questions, um, all of our prep materials to that actual exam. So, so we have all pieces of it. We know what you need to know. And then we know what you need to know in school too. So we're we're not just thinking about the T's. We're also thinking beyond, you know, what's going to make you successful in school, not just pass the test. Right. Perfect. I love that. Okay. So what about scoring? Students are always asking, what is a good score on the T's exam? Like what they should be kind of shooting for? You know, that it varies by school. So mm-hmm. we help schools determine a cut score that they should have. But every school is different. If you look at student comments, they're like, well, I only need a 63 or I mm-hmm. need a 75. They've got to check with the schools that they're applying to. And every school is different. So um, unfortunately, we don't set that. We, we kind of look at a base level, but, but the schools determine their cut scores on their own. So okay. I can't really say what a you know, one school may say, you know, a 50 is a good score where mm-hmm. another school saying 80. So that's totally up to the school. Okay. That is really good information to know. So kind of dovetailing onto that is maybe the student doesn't get their preferred score the first time. Lots of questions about taking it more than once. So I took it twice. I got the score I needed the first time, but I'm one of those crazy people who just wanted to see if I could do better. Um, I didn't, by the way, I did much better the first time. So let that be a lesson for you guys. But let's say a student didn't do so great the first time and they want to take it more than once. Is this even possible these days? And what should they know about that before they assume they can? Yeah, again, they need to check with the school. Uh, The schools are the ones who set their retake policy. And I've seen anywhere from you can take it and test again 10 days later um, I've seen in everywhere from you can test twice in a year. 
Mm. Uh, and the schools are monitoring that. They do get the the reports on test taking. Um, you know, students you know like to use different email addresses and things to to oh. register. Sometimes that works, but you know, systems are getting smarter and mm-hmm. catching those things. And schools are so so that's that's not working as well either. But you know you have to check with the schools that you're you're applying to. Okay, good to know. Good to know. So you guys, there's a lot of information to keep track of when you're applying to nursing school and taking these exams. So I will put a link in the episode notes. I made a uh, spreadsheet for you guys so you could kind of track your schools, their cutoff scores, their retake timeframes, all of that. So I'll put a link to that in the episode notes uh, while we were on the topic. I didn't want to forget to mention that. So some students were asking specifics about how to study for a specific area. And I don't know if there's anything you can add to it, Tammy, beyond, you know, using those online practice assessments, the online test prep. But one that came up over and over again is the reading section. I think students assume because they know how to read that they can kind of wing it on that section and then they do not so great. So do you have any tips for that area? You know, I, I wish I had like some some quick tips or, or ways around it, but that's just practice. Mm-hmm. And it's getting into reading passages, making sure you understand the main idea. Um, a lot of times for resources, if you need more, uh, Khan Academy is always a good mm. resource to go for some 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 free areas. Okay. Um, and just to say in in some of our conversations with schools, reading is going to become even more important. Um, You know, they're finding that students need to be able to decipher instructions from doctors, you know, everything is written Mm -hmm. down in in systems. And so they're finding that that's a really important area um, that they're, they're looking at scores at, and it's going to be in the T7 that's going to become even more predominant. Okay, good tip and good tip on the Khan Academy. I did not know about uh, that they had some free resources for students. So that's great to know. Um, Okay, let me see. I'm just scrolling through my questions here. Oh, okay. Somebody asked a question about the math portion. um, And if you can use a calculator or if it's scratch paper only. Okay, so a calculator in our exams, mm-hmm. um, in our all of our exams, we have a drop-down calculator for the ones that are being taken at home or in a school. They're all online. They're done okay, via good. computer, and we do have a calculator built into the exam. Now, okay. if you're taking a paper pencil, there's not very many people giving paper and pencil anymore, but if you happen to get a paper pencil test, the proctor will give you a calculator. Okay, you, just like a basic, not bring one. Yep, basic little function. calculator. Yep, okay, calculator. Perfect. Okay, that's probably all you need, right? You do not. Yep. You're not doing um, uh, you know. I don't even calculus remember. Math, or, calculus, yeah. thank yeah. you. <laughs> like how exactly. long ago was college math? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, here's something that I thought was interesting. Somebody was asking, uh, you know, you kind of talked about schools and their scoring criteria. Can a higher T score make up for a lower GPA? Again, it makes, it, it depends on the school and their mm-hmm. point system for admissions. A lot okay. of times it will. Okay. Um, they'll put, they'll put a weight to it. You know, if you get a T, your your GPA is this and, or you're looking at certain class scores. If you get a higher T score, a lot of times that will, but, but again, it depends on the school. And if they don't have it posted on their website, 
you want to know more, call somebody and ask. They should mm-hmm. be able to give you the information. Okay, great. And that's just another reason why it's so important to prepare and study for this exam. Yeah. Um, okay. You also mentioned when we were preparing for this episode about this trend about schools requiring CNA certification. Yeah, this is, uh, we've been watching this uh, more and more. And just recently, I've seen a lot of schools, Texas Tech is one that that is requiring a CNA certification prior to the start of nursing school. And Mm -hmm. you're getting points if you have your certification at the time that you're taking the T's or applying to nursing school. So it can help you, give you a leg up to getting into a program and you may find that it's going to be a requirement prior to the start of programs. Okay. Um, you know, with, with COVID's just changed everything with, mm-hmm. with nursing school admissions, getting, getting students experience, you know, we've been, um, cut out of clinicals for some time. Um, this is just getting more experience for a student and they know that the students are serious about right. They've been through it. They know they're serious about going into to nursing and allied health school. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great. And it gives them, you know, a little peek into what it's really like. Cause a lot of times students have no idea and then they get there and, and you know, it's a little bit of a culture yeah. shocker. It can and I'll be. tell you my, my daughter is a CNA right now and gosh, she's, she's just killing it that they're in such high need. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're looking, if you have time, you know, in between application and getting to school, I mean, they're paying, pretty good money because they're just so shorthanded in, in the workforce right now. Right. And if you're a CNA on a unit and you go to nursing school and you graduate a lot of times, hello, yeah. you yeah. already know the people and they already love you. So really, yeah, that, really good. That is very true. Yeah. Okay. And then one more question. Oh, a couple more questions. Um, how does the student find testing dates and locations? Is that through the ATI website or do they go to the school they're applying to to get that information? They need to check. First of all, they need to check with their school. Okay, um, some there. schools handle their own registration and dates and some schools have us handle it. So it depends on where they're applying. Okay. So okay. like Ivy Tech handles their own registration. So you'll be going to them You'll, you'll pay, okay. you'll register and do everything mm-hmm. through them, but other schools are using our registration and payment system. So it, it, it just depends on the school. And, okay. and also pricing is determined by the school as well. I know a lot of students ask about that. It's like, okay. why, why is the T's more here, here? That, that's up to our price to the school. Our test is the same. It, it depends on the school is charging usually a proctor fee in addition mm, to that okay. price. So that's that's where that fee is coming from. Okay, that is that is really good to know. Okay, and before you embarrass me thoroughly with some sample exam questions, tell us about the really great discount that ATI is offering the Straight A Nursing Podcast listeners. Oh, this is this is fantastic. So right now with the Straight A Nursing Podcast, we are offering 15% off any T's prep products. So that includes smart prep, that includes our online practice exams, and that includes our study manual. So, you know, as long as you have that code, you'll be able to get 15% off your, your T's prep products. Okay. And that code was just straight A nursing, correct? Yep. That's all correct. One word. Okay. All one word. All right. That is an awesome offer. I want to thank ATI for sponsoring this episode, doing that for my listeners. That is great. I'm going to include the links to all of that in the episode notes for you guys so that you don't miss out. And that's good until 
I have November 30th right now. Oh, so. November 30th. Okay. Okay. November 30th, 2021. Just in case anybody is listening to this way after yes. the fact. Okay, you guys, the moment that I have been <laughs> simultaneously dreading and super excited about is Tammy has some sample ATITs questions for us. And I do fully intend to embarrass myself, but I want this to serve as a really great example of why you study, why you prepare for this exam. It is definitely not a situation where you are winging it, walking in cold, walking in unprepared just to see what happens, especially since some schools may only allow one attempt or two attempts a year. So it's a big deal. You really need to prep ahead of time. So I will demonstrate what happens when you don't prepare <laughs> as Tammy gives me a few questions. All right, Tammy, so fire away. When I first started with ATI, I, I was pre-med in college, so I've taken a lot of the classes, and I went in to take the T's just to see what it was like. I thought, ah, this is fine. I mean, I completely bombed it. I was just like, <laughs> I can't believe I did so poorly on this exam. Um, it, it can be humbling, especially if you don't study specifically for it. And if you're like me, I had been out of school for a while. Yeah. I that, imagine... No, it might have been a little more um, not as daunting if I had just graduated from college or from high school where all of that science and whatnot is fresh. But it had been a, it had been a hot minute, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So I had been out for a little while, but I was just surprised on that. So, so yeah. that's and that's the one thing we hear from students is that the biggest mistake they made was not preparing. Right. So, right, right. Let's see. Okay, here is question number one. Okay, so damage to which of the following sites will most likely result in the stunted growth of a prepubescent child? Physis, uh, the shaft, C, the periosteum, or the endosteum? Okay, I think I know this one only because... I recently did a podcast episode where this came up, but I want to say it's the epiphysis. Yes. Yes. That's okay. You guys, that's why you listen to the podcast. You learn things. Yeah. And the the thing I want to point out is so, so you have the physis. So is it physis? That's right. Epiphysis. Epiphysis. So it's P-H-Y-S-I-S. Commonly called commonly called the growth plates, this region is the site of the bone elongation of the long bones. So, yep. but the other things that you should do with this, so so, and this came straight off one of our practice 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 exams. Uh-huh. So you have this, you have the shaft. So you know, look up what that is, see what that is. So mm-hmm. so, damage to the shaft of the bone r- would result in mishap in bone. So, and then that's another term. What is mishap in bone? You know, bone deformity, mm-hmm. um, the periosteum. So, you know, look that up. So, so take the time when you're studying, you know, you can do our practice test either as a true test where you just time yourself and test and see how you've done. But then also go into study mode and look at, I can't tell students enough to look at not only the right answer, but the wrong answers too, because Absolutely. there are nuggets of information in there. So many good nuggets will be probably on the exam. There's a reason why there there's explanation on right and wrong answers. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I'm feeling good. Give me another. Okay, good. All right. (laughs) The next question. 
Which of the following will occur if a person who has blood type A receives blood type B? So A is that B antigens of the surface of the recipient's red blood cells will cause the red blood cells to clump. B antibodies against blood type B will be produced in the recipient's blood plasma. C existing antibodies against blood type A in the recipient's blood plasma will cause red blood cells to clump. Or D people who have blood type A can receive blood type B with no reaction. Okay, it's either A or B. I'm pretty sure it's hard without seeing the question written out. I know. This is a hard one. Yeah, I'm going to say B. Okay, you got it correct. Oh, I did. Yay. I would hope so so, since I give blood all the time. (laughs) Yes, exposure to blood type B will cause antibodies against antigen B to be produced. So, you know, when, and when you look at that question, you know, you should pretty easily be able to figure out that D take that one off the list. Mm -hmm. You know, that people with a can't receive blood type B without any issues. So take that one off the list. So, you know, when you're looking at multiple choice or uh, select all that apply or any of those, you'll always have one that's like, okay, I know it's not that. And then try and narrow it down to two, two of them. That's basically how I got through nursing school was choosing between two answers. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, you've got a 50-50 chance. So, you know, just just take your time and and know those pieces. Yes. Okay. All right. That was a good one. Okay. The next one. Which of the following is the function of the spleen in a healthy adult human? A, it stores bile produced in the liver. B, it synthesizes platelets. C, it degrades aged red blood cells, or D, it's a vestigial organ. I'm going to say it's C. Okay, you got it correct. The spleen so you remember is the, this much the, better. The spleen is the body's um, uh, vacuum cleaner. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. So, and again, D, you know, it's probably not going to be that because the spleen right. is still still important for immune function. It's still function. necessary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, that was a good one. All right, the next one is, okay, which of the following results from the immune system attacking an individual's own healthy tissue? So is it A, lupus, B, AIDS, C, asthma, or D, atherosclerosis? That would be lupus, an autoimmune disorder. That is correct. Yay, I'm going to do so good on my T's exam. (laughs) (laughs) Can you name any more autoimmune disorders? Well, there's rheumatoid arthritis, good pasture syndrome. Um, What else? I I was just looking at some of these for future topics for the podcast. (laughs) Um, I think like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, those may be autoimmune as well. Inflammatory bowel, type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis. Oh, yeah, multiple sclerosis. So, yes, so those attack healthy tissues. Um, and so you can go through AIDS, um, is, uh, is a destruction of white blood cells. Mm-hmm. So that's not really attacking, uh, healthy tissues. Asthma is a result of an overactive immune response to an allergen. And, um, oh gosh, I'm going to mess up. Atherosclerosis results yes. from factors of smoking, cholesterol levels. So that's a buildup yeah. of fats and yes. other substances in the artery walls. 
So again, nuggets within Mm -hmm. each question has little areas that you can dive off into and find out more information. Yes. Wealth of information in those rationales for sure. Okay. I've got one last question. Let's see if you can get a hundred percent. I don't know. Okay, go. Pancreatic secretions that aid in digestion of food are produced by which of the following type of cells? Islet alpha cells, islet beta cells, um, okay, acinar cells or sphincter cells. I know it's not the beta cells because that's something else for, um, that's the body's like hypo, uh, insulin response. So I'm going to go with the alpha cells. Oh, you got that one wrong. Uh, Asinar cells. It, it, that's correct. Okay. Asinar cells. Uh, and they're the was, site was... of production of the exocrine secretion of the pancreas. Okay. So alpha well, cells well. are the islets of Langerhans okay. are endocrine cells that produce the hormone uh, glucagon. Glucagon from the, okay, good to know. Yep. So they're All responsible right. for production. See, and I did release not get a hundred percent. I know that was a hard, so, but again, sphincter cells take that. I mean, it seems like D <laughs> all of them have D, which doesn't work, but there's always e- an easy one to take off. So the, right. the more you can take off that, you know, that aren't right, right. The, the better you're going to do and closer yes. you're going to get. Yes. Well, that was super fun. Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad. No, we, I couldn't it's do any reading. It was hard to do. You know, I've pretty much chose anatomy questions to do on a podcast, but right. Um, but that just gives you an idea and, and anatomy does make up quite a bit of the science section. Yes. So, okay. Well, that's good for students to know, to study. Um, yes. A lot on that. Okay. You guys. So again, I want you to go to the ATI website. I will put the links in the episode notes using that amazing discount code straight a nursing to get 15% off by November 30th, 2021. And I think that'll do it for us. Tammy, do you have anything else to add that we didn't cover talking about the T's exam? Gosh, I don't think so. Just good luck. And remember to number one, before you do anything, check with your school and use your planner to write down dates and get all that information and then study, you know, plan out your, your time, the amount of time you have and, and plan a retake in there just in case, you know, plan to see what you can do and, and just uh, good luck to everybody on the tees. Absolutely. I want to wish you all the best of luck as well. And a huge thank you to Tammy and ATI for sponsoring today's episode. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thanks, Tammy. So there you have it, you guys, your quick overview of the ATI T's exam and a great discount for my listeners. So make sure you check that out. I will put the link in the episode notes and that promo code is straight A nursing, all one word. So I will see you back here next week. We will be diving into the nursing care of burns. So I'll see you soon. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing.